Hey, Brie, how are you doing today? Oh, just fabulous. Hey, Brie, I have a question. Mm-hmm. What do you call a deer <sighs> with no eye? Think about it. Don't answer too quick. I have no idea. I've listened to that joke so many times. This is the Village Church Q&A podcast, where our goal is to create digital, shareable, and helpful content to make disciples who will go, grow, and overcome. That's that is straight the, from the mind of Michael Fury. That's only the first half. Okay, Bree, this is going to be a stumper. I don't think you're going to get this one. What do you call a fish with no eye? Fish. All right, now, if you're still thinking about that, well... Keep out, keep that up. All right. So the question for today, stop it. You are something. The question for the day is my serious boy, stop it. My serious boyfriend and I have never gotten to a real fight. Uh, is this something you wrote? Do they want to see us fight? <laughs> it's going down. We... All right, starting over, ready? My serious boyfriend and I have never got into a real fight. We have had disagreements and such. I wonder what and such means. But nothing too intense or over the top. Is this a concern as we move toward engagement or marriage? What do you think? Is it a concern? Well, I think one of the things I always encourage dating couples to do is ask the Lord to put them in different situations where they can see the heart of this person that they are dating laid out raw and bare so that they can see what that's like. That's why I don't really think that there is a magical time frame that you have to date someone for. I think it's mostly about getting to see the core of the other person for who they are and what they're exposed to be. And so I think initially I'd be prone to say, yes, I would really like you to see this human when they are down and out. I would like you to see what they're capable of. I would like you to see how it is that they respond to being hurt by someone that they love and um, vice versa. But it's also not something that you necessarily want to poke at to make happen um, because that wouldn't be natural. So Mm -hmm. I guess what I get to is like, why is it that you don't bite? Well, you could have two passive people, which I think happens a lot. Mm -hmm. And... Or you get a peacemaker and an aggressive, strong personality, mm-hmm. um, a compliant person and an opinionated person, and the compliant person's like, yes. sure, yeah, 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 yeah. Right. I, I would say- And for a season, have, that can go well, by the way. Yeah, but only for a season. Yeah. Um, it takes two honest, opinionated, and secure people to have a long-term, happy relationship. And to have a fight that is a good fight. Yeah, fighting's fighting is fine. And maybe, so maybe- Maybe this uh, girl and her boyfriend are really secure. They're mm-hmm. very godly. They're very patient. Uh, they're both opinionated. They're both, you know, not passive. They're just like, yeah, yeah, we disagree, and that's fine. Maybe they're like that. Of all the couples we've met, I can think of maybe two who right. ha- who do that well. Okay, for the right. most part, um, these kind of questions. And I'm not saying this couple is this. I'm just saying, yeah. for the most part, um, dating and engagement, it's like this shelter yes. that oftentimes gives people the illusion that right. things are one way. Right. And then this magical things like thing called marriage ceremony Snaps happens. Open. And then boom, right? It it all comes out. Now, right. does it all necessarily come out in the first month? Sometimes. Sometimes it takes a year. Oh yeah. Um, sometimes it takes honestly like 
I work with a lot of couples at seven years, 14 years, and 33 years. I don't mm. know what's about those year frames, but where these things have lasted that long inside of them. And then yep. they're like, I'm done. I'm done. Like, I am done with being compliant. I am done with yep. being the the quiet one. I'm done with being the peacemaker. Yep. And then the husband or the wife, they're like, what? Like, they're in a pattern. They don't see it coming. Oh, yeah. And then someone breaks. Well, yeah. And, th- and that's why it's just, it's really important to get older men and women in your life watching, yeah. asking the hard questions. Um, this is where premarital is is vital because you can get crappy premarital. Let me be straight. You can sit in a class mm-hmm. and have them ask generic questions. But if you don't have a mediator asking mm-hmm. you, listening to your responses, it's a very different mm-hmm. circumstance. And helping you to understand why it is that you're not fighting. And yeah. so we we encourage pre-engagement counseling Sometimes a lot of times. you're just not asking the right questions. Exactly. <laughs> Let us ask you the right questions. And, and well, I think on this not fighting topic, a lot of times, and again, they could just be really mature and it could be awesome. So yep. they work out their stuff. I hope that's the case. However, a lot of times it's because they aren't putting their the full force of what they feel and bringing it to the table and being authentic and they're just being compliant or they're just yep. so enamored by the other person that they just kind of mm-hmm. go with the flow. Yep. There's also this deep longing to be loved and to have a spouse. Yes. And what people don't realize, you and me too, we don't realize the subconscious things that drive us that will, I will overlook something now to preserve something later, right. uh, even though I shouldn't, right? right? So like there will be, especially there'll be, there'll be men and women who are engaged and they have these like red flags in their head and like, oh, I don't know, I don't know, but I don't want to give this up because I just want to be married. You know, mm-hmm. that longing for marriage um, can cause you to just overlook some simple things that honestly don't need to be deal breakers. They just need to be discussions right. that are mediated. Right. And so one of the things we always tell couples is we don't want you to overlook anything. We want you to look straight at it and be mm-hmm. like, and I accept who you are yep. and see that Christ is working on that. And I see that. Yep. So yeah, when we sit with high maintenance, one person who's high maintenance and we tell the other person and they're like, oh yeah, yeah, it's fine. I'm like, you're, sometimes I want to say, you're not looking at this. Right. You're being blinded right now. And this should actually, like, you need to step back and count the cost for right. this. And, and if you count the cost and you decide, hey, I'm game for that, yep. um, which is very hard to do when you're not in 30 years into that, but you experience it and, yep. you, and you count that cost, then I think that's something that you and I have found that we can support. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I'm glad that you yep. see that and you can support that. Um, but it is those rose-colored glasses or the um, inability to look at things for how they are mm-hmm. and to actually acknowledge the depth to which they go to that that's the scary ground one of my favorites was when you and me did uh premarital with uh that couple and the wife had you'll know what i'm talking about i had the rose colored glasses and she was like i don't have rose colored glasses i'm seeing exactly how it is this is going to be great you know and we're like well that's exactly what a rose colored glass would say Um, and then they got married and what was her response i think i had rose colored glasses on. i think i had rose colored glasses on like i wish somebody would have told me we're like yeah. And a lot of people, um, to their credit, a lot of times, because one of the, the premarital testing that we do actually has an entire indicator of rose colored glass severity that they're wearing. <laughs> um, and a lot of times people are very open to that. I'd oh, say yeah. actually 90% of the time people totally. are like, yep. oh, okay, yep. I, okay, yep. I'm going to try to look at this and see how, yep. when I put them on. And, at, you know, as we go through that, they are able to see, oh, I did just kind of make that a yep. little rosier. Yep. Most couples we work with have been incredible. I, honestly, the issue with most couples is that they have not been taught how to love well. Yeah. And they have not been taught how to do the things that create health. And to communicate, yeah. I think. And to be. So what this comes down to, this question of not mm-hmm. fighting, to me, 
Blair's in my mind as a communication thing. So it's like, are you really communicating? Are you really saying your real opinions? Do you edit them? And I'm all about like filtering, right? But I'm not all about edit editing and like throwing something off the table when you really feel it. Yep. Now there's times when that's appropriate, but by and large, if you set up a consistent pattern where you're editing out your real thoughts and not bringing them to the table, you're actually changing who you are, which is just going to, in the end, or be the like a huge, who you are. yeah. And in the end, it's going to be a huge struggle yep. for you, for you internally to the be able to do that. Always catches up to you eventually. Yeah. That's what people don't get. They say, people have asked me, what's your, what's your greatest struggle in ministry? And my greatest struggle in ministry is my greatest struggle in marriage, which is my greatest struggle everywhere I go. I can't get away from me. As much as I try to hide me or stuff me or ignore me or act like there's parts of me that aren't there, I always show up right. inevitably, right. usually sooner than later. Mm-hmm. And that, I mean, that's the problem with editing is, is uh, you try to chop pieces of you off, but you're not. It's an illusion. It's an illusion to the other person. It's an illusion to yourself. And then one day soon you pop out. And that's the hard bit. Yep. That's just so. Um, I think this is a great question. And I would just tell this person if you're dating engaged, and you've never fought, I would encourage you to get premarital counseling with real live mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. Um, that it, it's one-on-one, two-on-two, meaning it's a couple and a couple, somebody who's had experience, somebody who is, somebody who knows this in the front end and says, I want you to ask us hard questions. Let's see what we're made of. Let's see how far this will go because whatever they're going to dish at you is nothing compared to what life is going to dish mm-hmm. at you. And it's such a blessing to be able to deal with that up front and yeah. to be able to get that out of the way. And so you said premarital counseling, but I think what you were referring to is pre-engagement counseling. So All it's like both, before yeah. your relationship goes any further, tackle this. And I think this person has something in their spirit that is kind of like indicating like, hmm, something might be a little off right there. And I think that's always good to go with that discernment yep. and to pray, like I said, to pray that the Lord reveals an experience, even though that you would be able to see the heart of both people engaged in a, in a place of wounding or yep. a place of what that looks like. Because yep. I think that that is important. We didn't date for terribly too long. And I, one of the things I was continually praying, okay, Lord, help me to see a time when, you know, something important gets taken away from you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, car. Your, <laughs> our dear friend Brad ran your car up a curb and scraped the whole underbelly of it off Blew in the middle the of Tennessee. And, and um, I got to see how you responded to that situation. I got to see you respond to crazy people. I got to see you respond to all sorts of different situations within a short period of time. And the Lord just kept bringing these different circumstances mm-hmm. so that we can look at them and see how the other person is. And I think that's one of the biggest things in that dating, moving towards marriage time frame is to be able to say, okay, Lord, help me to clearly see who this person is and who I am and how that therefore interacts with one another so that we can be eyes wide open yep. and choose to love them despite their current sinful standing. Yep. I know one couple who've been married for over 35 years and they're the only ones who I know are strong and bold and opinionated and secure who will say, we don't ever fight. Mm. Uh, the rest of the couples that I know that don't fight behind the scenes to you and to me are saying, oh, and they're expressing their frustration and they're mm-hmm. not having as open dialogue as, as they probably should. I, I would just say that it is a rare couple who does not fight. And there's always going to be the couple who says, we're the exception. And I'm glad. I'm just telling you the ones I know. Mm-hmm. I know a very small portion of humanity. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm not saying they're not out there. I'm not saying there's not more. I'm not saying this person isn't it. I'm just saying statistically, mm-hmm. anecdotally, this is not the norm. And uh, I think sometimes if you're in this early season, you might just lack the right context right. to expose those things. And our biggest goal in fighting is to fight well and to glorify God in those moments and have fights that are 
um, not drop down, drag out. Is that what it's called? Um, but once that drop down, drop, drag out is hit them in the face, they're unconscious and drag them right. out. Like that's, that's a crazy, that's what I'm saying. So I've never, actually never literally thought through that term, <laughs> drop down, drag them out. Drop yes. down, drag So out. not wow. those kinds of fights, but ones that the Lord, his presence is in the midst yeah. and everyone is seeking to honor him in, in the way that they're processing and the way that they're trying to engage in that. And so, um, that that would be able to move us then forward in our relationships and to conquer the miscommunication or whatever it is that needs to bring us to a next level of intimacy. There we go. All right, tomorrow, the question is going to be, how should a man handle insecurity in his girlfriend or his wife? Yowzers. Come back tomorrow and Brianna and I will chomp on that one. You do it. Not you. You got to do it out. I'm doing it. Where? In my mind. Oh, it's very hard for us to hear yeah, your mind. Only Jesus can hear your mind. A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, N, Q, R, S, T, U, V, W, X, Y, and Z.